Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, this is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, July 27, 2020, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business your dream and your ideas a huge success. Well, happy Monday, ladies. I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend, spending time with your family, you know, um, taking some time to self-pamper and give yourself that special joy that only you can give yourself and that you are ready, so ready for a productive week this week, right? Now, as a reminder, if you haven't already had the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled are supporting your goals, then you've got to do so today, immediately following the show. Because if you do not pay attention to your activities and make sure that what you are doing counts, then guess what? You won't be able to count the dollars by week in, and that's something that is very, very important. So I want to just remind you of that. Well, this today marks the end of our theme as we close out on I Believe in the Power of Me. I kept this theme going for a couple of months, June and July, because it just it meant so much to me, and I know that it means a lot to a lot of you who are listening because I am getting texts, I am getting emails, and people that are just kind of personally sharing with me how much this topic means to them. So today I'll be ending the theme, I Believe in the Power of Me, with the topic, Reclaim Your Power to Thrive in your business. So ladies, the time is now, the time is now to step up to the plate and make a full 100% commitment that I am going to be the leader of my company. I am no longer just going to leave things for chance. I am going to really become the queen of cash flow, the queen of follow-up, the queen of persistence and consistency, and I'm going to do what I need to do to lead my business to the next level. It is time for me to thrive in my business. So, therefore, you must reclaim your power. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show today. What does it mean to actually reclaim your power Start making things happen in your business. What do you need to be doing in order for that to take place? So, again, um, get your pen and notepad out because I'll be giving you some really, really good notes for today. You know, I just want to say it's so important for us as women to understand that we indeed have a talent. We have 
the power and the potential to make things happen in our lives. And we have the power to manifest and bring things into our lives, things that we wouldn't even believe that can happen, but it all starts with that commitment. So I'm so excited to talk about, you know, uh, reclaiming your power because so many of you that are listening need that to actually happen. And, of course, I'll be going over the five questions of focus and action. These are questions that are going to help you and remind you to take your leadership position. And, of course, for those of you that are new to the show, I just want to say a big welcome to you and let you know who we are and what we do. Of course, Successful Woman Radio is all about providing you, the businesswoman, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire. And so we do that in several ways, but my goal always is to make sure that I bring you solid information that you can put to use right away. So make sure that you mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time and be empowered with information that you can put to use again right away. If you'd like to listen to previous podcasts, there's quite a few ways that you can do that. First, you can visit womenaboutbiz.net. That's our main website, womenaboutbiz.net, and you can click on podcasts in the top white menu bar and listen to previous broadcasts. If you have an iPhone, of course, you can find us, three separate words, Successful Woman Radio, and you can mark us as a favorite. And of course, if you have an Android, then you can download the app S-T-I-C-C-A-C-R, and you can look up Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, and mark that as your favorite as well, and you will be able to listen to previous broadcasts of the show. And so I have a lot of people who say that they do that and that they – and then I get people asking me questions because they have listened to the show. And so, again, we have thousands of people listening from around the U.S. and abroad, and I'm so grateful and so appreciative of your continued support. So thank you so much, everyone. Um, I am so excited about some of the comments that I received and talking about um, consistency and why consistency is so very, very important. Um, I did consistency part one and two of the two previous Mondays, so if you want to listen to that, make sure that you go ahead and do so. Um, but consistency is very important because I figured out that there is an issue that we as women have, tend to have with being consistent. Sometimes we will be consistent on social media, we'll be consistent with writing an article for our blog, and then we are not consistent. You know, we may allow uh, days or weeks to pass by, and we have not did what we needed to do to, to really um, brand ourselves and to be structured and more consistent with what we're doing. And so I just want to remind everyone listening that consistency is one of the keys to success. Uh, I don't know anyone that's not consistent and they are successful. So you have got to get your workflow ironed out, right? That's the first place that you want to start when you're talking about being consistent. You really have to be clear about your workflow and where you're trying to go with your workflow. And so oftentimes that is the, the first place that women are unclear of. You know, what am I supposed to be doing daily, weekly, monthly? 
What's my social media schedule? What should be happening there? Um, how am I branding myself? And am I making good use of technology? Do I do Facebook Live? Am I streaming anything live on LinkedIn or Facebook or, or Twitter or Instagram? Um, what's the best social media tool for me to use or platform for me to use? You don't have to be on all of them. You just need to be consistent on at least one of them, right? So these are questions that you have to ask yourself. And the thing that I know that is so key is that you can't be embarrassed or you can't um, be fearful of saying I've got to go back to the drawing board and I've got to really restart my foundation for my company and I've got to really go back and take a look. And this is going to be a little scary because I've got to start over again. It's like starting a new business over again, but it's the best thing that my business needs in order for it to grow and flourish. And that's what's so important, right? And so, again, uh, I want you guys to embrace that word consistency, and I want you to ask yourself the question, what can I do to be more consistent in my business and help my business to move to the next level. Very, very important. Uh, again, we are going to go ahead and go over the five questions of focus and action. And for those of you that are new to this, uh, these are questions that you can ask yourself anytime you need to to kind of help yourself get on track with where you need to be. And these questions are indeed designed to do just that. Here's question number one. Have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Now, this question is all about you focusing on yourself and taking care of yourself first. This is kind of like putting on your mask first before you put the mask on anyone else to help anyone else. Very, very important. And this is no good for you to help other people, to help your clients, to help your customers, to be a better leader, you must first prepare your mindset for greatness. You must first prepare your mindset by building up your personal development, identifying areas where you feel that you need more skill in. You need to create affirmations that are customized to you and personal to you so that they encourage you. And the biggest thing here in preparing your mindset for greatness I want you to realize that while you can gain inspiration from a lot of people, I know I do, right, but nobody is going to inspire you more than you. You can't sit there and wait for somebody else to inspire you or motivate you to take action on your business or to take action on what you know you need to do. Sometimes those people or people are not going to be there for you. The support is not going to be there for you sometimes. And so what you've got to learn to do is you have got to learn to do it yourself. You've got to learn to become your biggest fan, your biggest motivator, right? The person that inspires you the most has to become you, right? Because if not, then it's very, very difficult for you to become self-directed. It's very difficult for you to take action on your business and do the things that you need to make happen. 
Here's number two. What are my goals and priorities for the week? Well, this is key for a CEO or a leader of her business to ask because you need to know what's most important, right? And the three things that you must know, and I talk about this all the time, but I need to say it again, the three things that you must know, if there's nothing else that you do, you must market, you must know the number of leads coming into your business, and you must know your sales. These are the three things that you must focus on, marketing, leads, and sales. Each one is codependent on the other. And if those three things are absent, or if you haven't been thinking about those three things, then there's a problem, okay? And I wanted to slow it down right here and break down something for you, okay? The first thing you need to understand is that if any of you are dealing with a lack of clarity, are you or you're feeling like things are just not happening like they should be for my business. Well, that means that you have not ironed out the foundation of your business properly. The foundation of your business should be your marketing strategy. How are you marketing? Because marketing is a system of attracting others to what you have, and that system has to be going on all the time. As a matter of fact, in the technological society that we live in today, there is no reason why you should not be having a, a, a marketing strategy that is that is happening 24-7 even while you are sleeping, right? And so you've got to figure out what is your marketing strategy? How am I attracting people? And there's so much that's involved in that. However, you should be looking at how are you branding yourself to separate you from other companies that do the same thing that you do because today you have to get involved with being a part of the brand because that's what separates you. You have to figure out how you're going to attract people to you and what your competitive edge is going to be. And then you have to figure out what's the best way to market your company to other people. And, by the way, who are the other people? Are you really clear on what your target market is? And all of these things are so important when you are looking at setting the foundation for your business. So when you're talking about your goals and your priorities, as CEO of your company, it's your responsibility to make sure that these things are in place. And then when you're talking about leads, well, leads are generated from the way you market. That's why I say that marketing leads and sales are all codependent of each other because leads are generated by you marketing your business. And when people come knocking, when you have people inquiring about your services via email or phone um, or text, that simply means that your marketing is working. But there's one other thing that you have to do with your leads. Not only do you have to qualify them, to make sure that the service that you provide or the product that you sell is exactly what they want, but then you also have to close the sale. It doesn't make any sense to do really fantastic marketing, do great leads, and then you're weak in your sales, meaning you can't hold on to the leads that are being generated. You must be able to convert your leads into clear sales, and that has to happen. It should be happening every single week, right? So I want you guys to focus on those three things, marketing, leads, and sales. And then number three, 
Am I clear on my role and responsibility as CEO of my company? Now, you know, this is a huge pet peeve for me, and this is something that I had to correct myself on a long time ago and something that I am constantly um, redefining to even gain more clarity in. Listen, you don't know who you are as the CEO. You can't run a business, okay? And I'm just going to be very honest with you all of you ladies about this. I say all the time it's so very, very important for you to have a position description for your role as the CEO. What should you be doing specifically as the owner, as the CEO of the company? Because, you see, you can't do everything. And so as a result of that, there are some very distinct things that you should be doing as the CEO. The CEO, first of all, is the ambassador for the company. So how can you be a better ambassador? And what do you need to be following up on? What reports? What are all of the things that need to be happening for you as CEO? So one of the things that I do know is that sometimes as women, we get unfocused because we start getting in a mode of survival. And when we get in that mode of survival, sometimes we have this tendency, almost like an octopus, we're doing everything, right? And as a result of that, not one thing is really being accomplished. And so we have to wheel ourselves in and get better focused and really understand who are we as the CEO, as the owners of our company. And then number four, what tasks will I be delegating to others and following through on? So, hey, uh, I have a big question for you. Who wants to generate a six-figure income this year? Who wants to – Who, if you're generating six figures, who wants to go to the seven-figure mark? Okay, well, in order to make that happen, there's only one way that I know that's the most direct route, and that is you have to start delegating. You have to become a queen of delegation. You have to create a power team of individuals that can do different types of tasks and manage different types of projects for you uh, so that that will shorten your learning curve and boost your business at a rapid pace. Okay, and so there is no place for, I know, but I don't have the money to do it. I know, I'm not sure every time I ask people to do something for me, they never do it right. I mean, there's just so many reasons I've heard, but at the same time, you also have to look at the fact that there have to be things in the, in place in order to be a queen of delegation. First of all, you must be clear on what you're delegating, right? And then you must have a, a description of the task or project. You must set accountability in it by setting deadlines and milestones so that they know when things are due. And then you must set in your calendar dates and times to follow up with each individual that have been delegated to. Right? So you still have a role to play in it. The difference is is that by delegating certain tasks and projects to others to help you out, it's taking that off your plate so that you can move faster in your business planning and make things happen and focus on marketing leads and sales, right, which are the most three, the three most important things in your business, okay? Last but not least, in the five questions of focus and action is, Number five, am I clear on my business finances? Wow, this is such a huge question, and this is something that only you can answer for yourself. You must be the one that is able 
to really sit down in your quiet space and ask yourself, where am I in my finances with my company? What do I need to be doing? But I can tell you that these are three things that you need to be paying attention to. Your bookkeeping, if you have a bookkeeping system, great, but are you managing it? Is it consistent, and do you have someone doing it for you? Be account payable. Okay, you really need to be taking a look at the accounts payable. I know one of the things that I am doing is I am now going through all of my accounts payable and I am getting ready to fine tune and eliminate some of those things that I feel are not necessary or they're no longer necessary for me, right? And then See cash flow analysis. You know, this is something that I talk about all the time. I believe that every businesswoman should be able to prepare a cash flow analysis or a projected cash flow analysis. And just briefly, a cash flow analysis can be used in different ways, but it basically is a spreadsheet. And at the top of the spreadsheet, you have all of your income coming in, right? And then below that, you have um, perhaps accounts payable. And you can use a cash flow in different ways. You can use the cash flow to determine if you're going to add on those new services. You can use the cash flow to the, to project uh, how much money you want to make and determine how many clients you need to have in order for that amount of money to come in. Then that will tell you which direction you're going to go. Um, so you can use the cash flow for a lot of different reasons. But I think that as women, we need to stop being scared of numbers, embrace them, because numbers will never lie to you, right? They will never lie. And that's the one thing that you can depend on so that if you work out a cash flow system, let's say you're doing a projected cash flow so you can grow the company, and you're trying to figure out how many clients you need and what does your average product price need to be in order for you to generate $250,000 a year, $500,000 a year, or even $75,000 a year, your cash flow will help you to do that. I can remember uh, when I was doing a cash flow and trying to figure out whether or not I wanted to have a particular event. And after I finished doing the cash flow and I, I honestly looked at the cash flow, I realized that I would be spending thousands of dollars if I did the event live, but if I did the event virtually, not only would I make thousands of dollars, but I would save so much money by taking the event virtual online rather than doing it live. Now, don't get me wrong. I think live events are fantastic. But now we're living in a time where virtuality is of the utmost importance. And so I think about that as I look at how um, the cash flow has helped me to make better decisions about doing different things in my business. And you need to be looking at it for the same way. So, again, you know, as a CEO, if you're trying to figure out where you're going financially and how much money you want to bring into your company and, and you want to increase your income as well, then you definitely have to be on it when it comes to business finances. And nothing will help give you a good old dose of old-fashioned truth than the cash flow analysis. And so there you have it, ladies, five questions of focus and action that you as the CEO of your company need to ask of yourself every single day as often as you need to in order for you to gain clarity and make 
things happen. It is 12.22 after the hour. Again, welcome to all of you who are listening to the show. I am Trina Newby, host and business success coach, and I'm so excited that you are here with me. By the way, listen, ladies, if you have not taken advantage of our free Women About Biz membership, please do so. Go to womenaboutbiz, womenaboutbiz.net, and biz is spelled B-I-Z as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net. And uh, go there, and all you have to do is click on join and join as a free lifetime member. And from there, we'll make sure that you get a wonderful experience and you get the opportunity to see what it's like to be a part of our family of business women. I also want you guys to take a look at the blog as well. Um, we uh, people asked questions about our topic on last week. We talked about business referrals and how to set up your own business referral system. And so I went ahead and I put that into article format. And so if you would like to read how to build your business referral system, then make sure you visit our blog. And it's the first article in our blog, and you'll be able to take a look at that as well. There's also some other really, really good articles in our blog uh, that you may want to look at, uh, such as the diamonds are in your own backyard and also 10 ways to build your business credit. Take a look at that as well. I'm so excited about all of the um, different feedbacks that we get from people saying that they really enjoy our articles and they can really put things to use in their business. Uh, by reading the how-to articles that we do in our blog. So definitely take a look at that. I want to go ahead and want to get started earlier in our topic of, um, you know, reclaiming your power to thrive, right, reclaiming your power. I want to go ahead and get started with that because this topic is dear to my heart. And I want to share with you, you know, where did I even come up with this topic of reclaim your power? Exactly what does that mean? Okay, so I ran across reclaim your power many years ago, maybe more than a decade ago, when I realized for my own self that there is a certain power as human beings that we possess in order to make things happen. And I became fascinated, of course, with the word manifestation. You know, uh, people, everybody was talking about manifestation. The book The Secret had come out. People were talking about the law of attraction. There was just all of this this hoopla going on around um you know, you being able to do incredible supernatural type things is possible. And so I went on a quest, and I would have to say as I'm looking at my notes, some of my older notes, actually these notes are about 16 years old, I, um, I began to realize that, yes, we indeed do have a supernatural power. And so a lot of people, when you hear that word supernatural, you go, okay, now, you know, what? What is, uh, what is she talking about? What does supernatural actually mean? You know, what, what, what is that, what is she getting ready to talk about? Something that is foreign. I don't want to look at motions and lotions and potions and all of that good stuff. But let me just say, okay, that what supernatural means is that it is attributed to a force beyond understanding of the law of regular nature, right? It's, it's a manifestation of events considered to be true because 
it's not something that you can actually touch yet, okay? And so what I mean when I say reclaim your power, I really believe within my heart that God pre-installed in all of us a supernatural power to manifest, to vision, and to create the things that we desire in life but it stems from within, right? And many times we have to bring it from what I call the spiritual realm of us, and we have to bring it from the spiritual realm and transfer it into the physical realm of where we are. So in other words, the thought just can't sit in your head. It has to be transferred out. And so oftentimes what happens is that we as human beings can lose a lot of the power that we have. And sometimes you can even feel when you've lost a lot of power because you, you lack focus, you feel tired all the time, you don't have the energy, uh, you feel you can, you can experience depression or stress, uh, don't, your, your belief level has, has decreased tremendously because you don't feel as though uh, you believe in yourself like you used to or you believe that you can do anything um, anymore. Uh, and, you know, fear sets in. So there are so many symptoms that happen when you have lost a lot of your power. Okay, and power is an energy source. It truly is. And so reclaiming your power means you recognize that you have, and I, and I want to bring it to the business realm because it can be, I can talk all day about it on the personal and business side, but I want to uh, relate it to the business side. So you can, you can go all the time was looking at and trying to ask yourself, you know, why isn't my business working? It used to work, or I used to have more clients than this, or I used to be more excited than this about my business, or uh, I used to enjoy what I do, but I don't enjoy it anymore, or I'm tired of not making the money that I feel that I should be making, or, you know, I, I want to be able to buy things without having to worry about the price all the time, or I want to be able to afford certain things for my family, for my children. I want to be able to take those vacations, do those things in life that I enjoy. Uh, all of these things that that, that um, people, especially women, have a tendency to talk about, a lot of times when you feel this way, you at some point have given up your power, right? Maybe you haven't purposely did it, but you and you don't even know that you did it, but somehow your ability to stand up and, and take what it is that you want out of life and to be consistent and persistent with what you want, somehow you've lost that ability to get that, and as a result, you have lost your power. Now, in some you can lose your power in one area of business uh, and, and still have power in another area of business, right? I mean, for example, you still can wake up and you can still try your very best to plan your business out and talk to customers or clients or do different things, but in one way you're not consistent with it. You're not consistent with it. Uh, it's a hit or miss for you. Uh, and sometimes you don't even know why you were, were so busy with being busy because you don't have the cash to show for it. And I know what I'm talking about because uh, being transparent, I've experienced 
experienced it before several times. And so this is when you really have to look at what am I doing? Let me back up and sit my behind down and really, really look at what I am doing in my life and with my business so that I can reclaim my power to thrive. And so that's why I decided that the topic I would talk about today would be how to reclaim. You know, reclaiming your power to thrive means it's time for you to step up to the plate, put your big girl panties on, don't complain anymore about what's not happening because that's not doing you any good, right? I've never seen complaining, I've never seen woe is me put money in your checking account. So it's like it's time to stop all of that. And it's time to step up to the plate, no matter what point you are in your business, step up to the plate and reclaim your power to thrive in your business. So what does that mean exactly? What does it mean to actually thrive, okay? What is the actual definition of the word thrive? Well, I'm going to share with you guys that thrive really means to flourish, right? And flourish, um, and I love looking up words, flourish means to develop rapidly and successfully, Okay, it doesn't mean to procrastinate. It doesn't mean to slow things down. But flourish means to develop rapidly. Rapidly means what? Fast, right? It means to develop rapidly and successfully. So when I use that word thrive, reclaim your power to thrive, it means reclaim your power to develop quickly strategies and techniques so that you can be successful in a fast manner, not low, but in a fast-paced manner. And I know that all of you who are listening probably want the same thing, right? You want to see your income soar. You want to see your income thrive. You want to know that what you have done has yielded some fruit, which is so very, very important. And so with that said, I want to share with you some ways that you can reclaim your power. Okay, the first thing I want you to know and I want you to understand is in order to reclaim your power, you must be able to embrace failure or embrace what has not happened. It's okay. It's okay that you've tried and tried and tried and a lot of things are just not working, but you cannot be afraid of that. You cannot have fear of that. And this is where the rubber meets the road because check this out. A lot of people get upset and say a business doesn't work. This business doesn't work. It's not happening for me. I'm not seeing it happen. But really what has occurred, right, is that you have failed to take the necessary actions to help the business be successful. Because I can guarantee you that if there are other people thriving and being successful in the business, that there is a recipe and you too can thrive as well. But you must be willing to embrace the failure and recognize the weak areas so that you can strengthen them and move forward. So you must embrace the failure and you cannot be scared to fail. Failure is a part of success, and you cannot be scared of the word failure. You cannot be scared of the process of failure, and you must be willing to be brave and move forward and not procrastinate just because you think something's not going to work. In a study that was done by um, Patrice Elder uh, about 10 years ago, who was a psychologist, she did this, this study for, I think it was like over 1,000 women and and you know, on procrastination and ask the question, 
<clears throat> why didn't you get started on a particular project task goal? And an overwhelming amount, over 70% of the women said it was because they were scared that it would fail. Okay, now it hasn't even happened yet, but they were scared that it was going to fail. So what does that tell you? What does that mean? What does that show you? That means that a lot of women are not even willing to get started or even take action on something because they are in that stage of analysis paralysis, okay? You're going to analyze something to death, right? You're going to keep picking at it, keep picking at it. It's not right yet. It's not right yet. We're not ready to roll out. We're not ready to let it go until it just never happens. A lot of women have a fear that something is going to fail before it even takes off, and so as a result, it puts them in that analysis paralysis uh, stage, and, and they are paralyzed to do anything about it, and they procrastinate until nothing ever gets done. And this is something that is very common that we as women need to stop and think about it, and we need to start making some new commitments to ourselves by all means necessary move forward. We need to embrace the failure and move forward. Here's number two as we discuss reclaiming your power to thrive, okay? You know, I talk all the time about writing your vision and making it plain and how important the vision is. I can't talk about it enough, and it means so much to me because I realize that being able to vision is one of those supernatural powers that we have. And I've always used the example of, of sharing with the audience, listening audience, of how do you know that visioning is a supernatural power, that it is a, a power that allows you to manifest. And I always use the example of building a home. You know, architects and others see, see in their minds the, the home that they want to build. And at first it's just a thought. It hasn't even been put on paper yet, but then you begin to put it on paper, draw it out, and you know exactly what you want. And if you take the right action and if you are persistent and consistent at some point, you can take something that was a mere thought in your mind at one time and make it a tangible object that you can actually touch, feel, and walk in and experience. And that, my friends, is really a miracle, and I think sometimes as human, we take so much of humanity for for granted to the point that we don't even realize that we are are capable of performing incredible things, all stemming from vision. And so, vision is an image and a thought of what you would like to experience in your life. And make no mistake about it, there are no rules to vision. Okay, your vision can be one day, two days, one year, ten years, five years, and you can't let people put a definition on how long a vision is or how short a vision is. But what I've come to understand is that any time that in your mind you you have thoughts of things that you see, thoughts of things that you perhaps want to take action to or want to do, your dreams, your desires, these are all visions, right? The experience could be something material, a cause, a business. The most important part of a vision is that it must always involve the creator of the vision, and that is you. And, and that's important for you to understand. So the beginning of making your vision happen 
is to take it from your mind, which I call the spiritual realm, and put it into the physical realm by writing it down on paper. It is only when you take it from that physical realm, I'm sorry, from the spiritual realm and write it down on paper into the physical realm, that's the only point that you can start planning, setting the foundation, and taking action on it to actually make it happen, okay? And that's very important. So in order for you to reclaim your power, you must be able to embrace vision. You must become a visionary woman, and you must believe in yourself to the extent that you have the power to create anything that you desire and that you want. Now, after you have written that vision down, it's time to establish your goals to support it. And this is where, again, mastering the power of goal setting is very, very key, okay? And um, I don't uh, want to, you know, take it further than talking about goals, but I definitely um, want you guys to know that we have an incredible work workshop. It's turned into a webinar now called Goal Setting 101 for Business Women. And I definitely recommend that you guys take a look at that at womenaboutbiz.net if if you are interested in learning how to become a queen of goal setting, because this is a power all into itself. This is where you can really make some things happen. And if you're ready to be the CEO and take yourself to the next level and reclaim your power, then goal setting and visioning is all a part of reclaiming your power, okay? Very, very important. And the third thing that I think is important to reclaim your power is all about habits. And I think it's important for you to understand that what a habit is, habits are a repetitive action. That's what a habit is. It's a repetitive action. And habits are important. We cannot live without habits. And believe it or not, and maybe many of you listening have thought about habits in this way, but habits actually help you to function as a human being. So it's necessary. You, you, can, you are codependent on habits. Without habits, Without being able to repeat things, you would not be able to function. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let's, let's look at the simple step of brushing your teeth. Do you have to ask yourself every single day, okay, how do you brush your teeth? It's, it's my, schedule, my schedule says get ready for the morning, but how do you actually brush your teeth? You don't have to ask yourself that. Because it has become a habit. When you were a child, your mother, uh, parent taught you how to brush your teeth, right? And it became a habit that you take the toothbrush, you put toothpaste on it, you go up and down uh, your teeth, you know. Uh, you learn how to do that to the point to where you don't have to, to actually remember the, the step-by-step directions. It has become a repetitive habit. And so as a result, you don't think about it, you just do it. And that's what a habit is. A habit is an action that is repeated so often that, that your subconscious mind embraces that, okay, and it allows you to perform the habit without even thinking about it. Let's take a, let's take a look at another example of uh, a repetitive habit, uh, driving. Driving is a repetitive habit. Now, when I first started driving, you remember you drove a little bit slower and 
Um, you were very cautious uh, because you were still trying to learn the steps to driving. But once you started driving for years, okay, some places that uh, you go to all the time, you can drive uh, to those places and don't even realize that you're turning to the right or what, where you're going because you remember where it is. You can be talking on your cell phone to someone while you're driving, and you have to be careful about that, but you can be talking on your cell phone and driving right to the place that you need to go, and you're not even thinking about it. You're more focused on talking to that person, but there you end up at the exact destination that you were supposed to be at. That's that's called a habit. You have a habit of going to that place, so therefore you can do it without thinking, without even looking. But have you ever tried to drive somewhere where you didn't know where you were going at all? It kind of felt like you were lost. You were you were zooming in and focused, and you needed quiet so that you could figure out where you were because it had not become a habit yet, right? And so habits are extremely, extremely important. But here's the thing that you need to understand. There are habits that enhance your life, enhance your business, and there are habits that take away from your life and your business. It's your job to figure out, what habits are you repeating right now that are actually taking away from your business? Because those are the habits that are causing you to give up power every single day. And as a result, you are not having the positive results that you want in your life or business, right? And so for business, this is very, very common. Check this out. If you've gotten yourself into the habit of only saying that you need to get more consistent in social media, if you've gotten yourself into the habit of saying, I know, I know, Trina says I need to write a position description for myself as CEO, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. If you've gotten yourself in the habit of saying what you're going to do, but you never do it, then the habit has become a natural part of your existence. In other words, you're used to saying what you're going to do without action, so it never happens. So you have to be very careful about that. Watch what you say. Be careful of the words that you use, and you really have to pay attention to the habits that, um, that are not enhancing your life or your business. So I would recommend that you get in a quiet space, and I would recommend that today, you actually take a look at, just draw a line down a sheet of paper and say, you know what, I've never really looked at the habits that I have, but I'm going to sit here for, for a little bit and think about the habits that I have that actually are not helping me do a darn thing. They are taken away from my business, and, and they are taken away from my success because those are, the, that, those are the things that are causing you to give up your power. In other words, you've lost the energy. You've lost the desire. You've lost the, the um the speed and the momentum you need to take action to do it. And so, therefore, it's time for you to recognize it so that you can reclaim it, okay? So on the left-hand side of the sheet of paper, you would write down all of the habits that you have that you feel are not really enhancing your life. And on the right-hand side, you're going to write down the counteract to that habit. If this is the habit that's taken away, what's the counteraction for this habit that I can do to add 
to my life and my business? What What is it, okay? And then what happens is you have to repeat them and you have to make a commitment to take action on them so that your subconscious mind picks up that you are for real, that this is indeed what you want because you're constantly taking the action. Now, the one thing I want to let you know is that the subconscious mind is all powerful, more powerful than your conscious mind, right? And it will sabotage you. It will, it will bring up your old habits and cause you to repeat those habits because, remember, that those habits have become things you don't have to think about anymore. So it will cause you to have habits and bring up those old habits. So you have to really be super alert and super aware of when those things appear. So this is why you have to have checklists. This is why you have to know what you're looking out in the conscious mind. This is why you have to have on a checklist and on your calendar different habits, new habits that you have to constantly repeat because if you don't do that, guess what? The old habits will be happening and you don't even know that it's going on. Very, very important, right? Um, I want to also go ahead and move on um, to number four. Somehow I lost my notes here on the floor, so give me a minute, guys. Okay. So we talked about um, the first part of reclaiming your power. We talked about embracing failure and how important that was, okay? And then we talked about um, uh, having that vision and and how that important that was. And we talked about uh, habits, right? And so this next one that I'm going to share with you in Reclaiming Your Power, oh, this is big as well, and that is belief. Of course, this last couple of months we've talked about the power of belief and how important that was, but have you ever asked yourself the question, what beliefs do I need to have in order to support my dreams and my goals and where I want to be? Have you ever asked yourself that question before? Again, what beliefs do I need to have in order to support my dreams and my goals? Well, what you need to understand is that sometimes there, there, there are things that hold you back and you don't understand why certain things hold you back, and it is because you believe a certain way. So number three was habits, right? And I gave you habits first, but what you need to understand is that when habits become repetitive and you do it without thinking, it forms a belief. And when it forms a belief, that belief is so deeply rooted in your subconscious mind is that it prevents you from going against that what you believe, right? So very, very important. Give you an example. If you have a habit of overeating, meaning you have this habit of overeating when you get stressed out or what have you, um, and you are trying to lose some weight, but your habit has become so ingrained, you believe that you love food, right? You believe that you need to eat. You need to eat a certain amount of food. It has become ingrained and deeply rooted. So when you start telling yourself you want to lose weight, the thing that happens is that your subconscious mind will start getting ready to really put up a defense mechanism, and you'll find that you want to eat all the time or you'll find that, you know, 
I was doing fine until I said I was going to go on a diet. And as soon as I consciously said that I was going to go on a diet, all of a sudden I'm eating everything inside and I, you know, I'm feeling confined. And, you know, that is your subconscious mind getting, trying to prevent you from changing. It wants to keep that habit because you've ingrained that habit within you and, and it's protecting you or it thinks it's protecting you. And so belief is a powerful thing, and there are different beliefs that we have. So as it pertains and relates to business, what do you believe about making money? What do you believe about money? Do you believe it's the root of all all evil? Do you believe that you, you only need to make a little bit of money to get by because you don't need a whole lot of money? You're not trying to be rich or wealthy? Do you have something against being rich or wealthy that you've never thought about? I need you to ask yourself and to really sit down and ask yourself, what do you really believe? And, I, and, and this, is, this might take you a few days to just really sit in a quiet space and just really get down deep within yourself and say, you know what? What is it that I believe about being successful? First of all, am I successful in where I want to be at? And if not, what is it that I believe about success. Do I believe I have the ability to make the money? Do I believe I have the ability to uh, have clients and to serve a lot of people? Do I believe I have the ability to get up and stand before people and speak? Do I believe I have the ability to write a book? Do I believe I have these abilities to do these things? Do I believe I have the ability to lead or become a millionaire? What is it that I believe? Because what I have discovered is that there are different levels of belief. So it's not that you don't believe, but the question sometimes is, do you believe it's for you? See, you can say all day long, yeah, I believe it's possible to be a millionaire. But is it possible for you to be a millionaire? Do you believe it's possible for you? See, think about this. On everything that you truly believe in, I can guarantee you you're taking action in. On everything you truly believe. Now, this may hurt some people. Firm believer, and I start with myself and stand in testimony before you on this, that if you say you believe in in being successful and that you can be a six-figure earner or seven-figure earner, and yet you are not taking the actions consistently and persistently to do the things you know are necessary for your business, then you might believe it's possible for somebody else, but you don't believe it's possible for yourself. Because if you did believe it, you would be so full of zest, so full of excitement, you can actually See the money. You can see yourself making it. You can see yourself before the audience. You can see yourself with the product. You can see yourself with the beautiful website, with the book uh, that you've just written. You will be able to see yourself with all of those things and be excited and wake up each day ready to take action and make it happen, right? But what happens to the woman who says, I believe, and there is no action taken? Well, it's not that she doesn't believe, but what is going on is she doesn't believe it for herself. She knows it's possible. She knows that it can happen because she's witnessed and seen other women and heard of other success stories, but she doesn't necessarily believe it po- it's possible for her. And this is hurtful sometimes that you, you look at that, I didn't have the belief necessary to be successful in a certain thing. But the sooner you look at this potential possibility about belief 
and understand the power of belief, the faster you can heal, the faster you can embrace what it is that you do need to believe about this, a certain part of your business and your success to make it happen. You guys get what I'm saying? And so I want to encourage you highly, okay, this is another time where you have to sit down and you have to uh, get in your quiet space and you have to ask yourself, are the, the beliefs that I have right now, are they supporting what it is that I want to accomplish in my business? Are my beliefs accomplishing that? And then another way to look at it is to ask yourself, what beliefs are necessary in order for me okay, to make it happen in my business. And then look at how can I embrace those beliefs. And remember, every belief starts with a habit. So what can I do to embrace those beliefs? Sometimes there are beliefs that we have had from being a kid, being a child, uh, that really have carried over into our adult life that are holding us back, but we've never really questioned it. There are so many things in life that we, we, we repeat we have a habit of, and we never ask ourselves the question, why am I even repeating this habit? Why am I doing this? Why do I think the way I think? What do I believe? We don't ask ourselves those questions enough, and instead we allow years and decades to pass us by without ever examining it. So in order to reclaim your power, hey, number three, habit, and number four, belief, is of the utmost importance. Okay, and those things must be present in order for you to reclaim your power and to make things happen. Okay, very, very important. Now, the next one, number five, is very important as well, and that is change. Okay, change. Change is very important because a lot of the time, we are unwilling to make changes in our lives and stagnant or we allow ourselves to lay in our own funk, procrastinate, or whatever you want to call it, and we don't take and bust a move, okay? And so change is very key because you must be willing to make a change at all costs when it's necessary. You can't worry about what other people think. You can't worry about being embarrassed. You can't worry about the outcome. You can't worry about any of that. When you believe that change is necessary, you must make a change, then you must be willing to take action and do it. And so, therefore, in order to reclaim your power, change is necessary. It's a part of reclaiming your power. So I always talk about this and I always open it up when I talk about change because if you are in a business you no longer want to be in, it's not exciting you, you, you realize it's not the direction you want to go, don't be scared to make a change. If you're not making money in it, okay, and it's been going on for years now, don't be scared to change. It's okay. You just need to realize that with everything that you change, you have to really take your time, look at, look at why you need to change, what are, what's the outcome when you make the change, what are you going to be transitioning to, and how is the change, making the change going to help you, going to release you or help you to reclaim your power. So you do have to take your time and look and not just jump and make the change. That's very, very key for you to understand, okay? And so... 
I've shared these things with you today. I've shared this reclaiming of your power and the things that you need to do, but I want to go ahead and I want to give you number six. I want to give you that number six, and I talk about this as one of my most favorite words, unshakable faith, okay? Unshakable faith. You guys who are long-time listeners of the show know that anything that I talk about improving yourself on, I'm probably going to mention unshakable faith. Well, for those of you who are new, unshakable faith means a level of belief so deeply rooted within yourself that it compels you to take swift and immediate action all the time. You are, you are bursting with so much energy, so much joy that, that you are taking a lot of action. That's what unshakable faith is. It's a faith, a belief so deeply rooted within yourself about what it is that you're doing that you are moving swiftly with it and you are moving it, and you are unshakable with it. In other words, people can talk negative around you about it. Um, people can try to, uh, you know, they, uh, they can try to say things to you to try to get you to move into a different direction, but you are unshakable because you believe in yourself. And then after unshakable faith is action, because you need to be able to take action in order to make things happen for yourself. You need to be able to understand that action is the proof. It's the conviction that you believe. It's the conviction that you are, are developing strong habits. It's, it's really the, the key word here, and you should have a desire to want to become the queen of action, right? So there you have it, ladies. Okay, you have embrace failure, number two, vision, number three, habits, number four, belief, number five, change, number six, unshakable faith, number seven, action. These seven things will help you to reclaim your power and to make it happen and to start seeing a whole new you. Trust me, try it out to see if it is so, and you will be incredibly surprised when you decide to reclaim your power and thrive in your business. Well, ladies, that's all for today. Please mark your calendar for next Monday at 12 noon as we come back and bring a whole other new theme for the month of August. Take care, everybody. Have a productive week. Love you. Bye-bye.